0: Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedict, and I'm feeling a little bit annoyed.
1: And I'm Benedicta. Today is December 14th. This is episode number 163. And I'm feeling excited. Woohoo!
0: At least one of us is Woo. in a good mood.
1: <laughs> so much better than last week. Oh my God. I was the most complaining person ever last week. Yes, that's fine. Turns out. Turns out, I you know I am old, so that probably has something to do with the energy. But um, also, we were sick, so um, I was just didn't realize I I'm having a hard time realizing if I'm actually just unmotivated and like struggling with the energy, like on a in, in a mental way, or if I'm actually like physically ill. Until I couldn't wake, like in the morning, I almost can open my eyes with like a bad headache, and then. A cough, and then Ola got sick, and then Lillian got sick, and I was like, obviously, we're all just <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, that felt good because then I was like, oh, because I was trying to figure like, why am I so you know exhausted? And then it's like, oh, <laughs> there's a physical reason. Well, great, <laughs> I don't have to go to the <laughs> no, I don't have to go to the shrink this time around. Um, but but anyway, so. That put everything a little bit on halt, though, because we haven't done anything last week. So the plan was to launch Prune Your Follows last week. But then because of other things as well, it got pushed back until this week. And that was perfect because we were not going to be able to pull through and do the work. Um, So I am pulling through now because it's less than 24. I guess it's like 12 hours now. No. I don't know how many hours until the launch. So only got a tiny bit of work to do before then.
0: <laughs> nice. But, so basically someone are early and listening when this comes out, uh, it's probably on Product Hunt right now, right?
1: Yes. Yes. If we are lucky with, since because of illnesses, we are recording a day late. So we'll see how fast of a turnaround this this episode gets. But it says it's going live on Product Hunt in on Thursday, the 15th of December nice yes vote comment (laughs) share (laughs) do all the things do all the things but i must say though and i know like i i don't know this crunch time is fun time i don't know i just wrote that because i just really enjoy it when i have more of a time constraints it's something about that is like a true deadline things just crystallize like a lot of the decisions tech decisions or like solution decisions. It's just like, well, I'll do it this way. And it's like, it's good enough. It's not like I want to ship bad stuff either, but it just like puts that extra bit of, of pressure on. And like my mind just goes into this like send mode where like everything flows and it's so much more fun than sometimes when I have a lot of time and I'm like, well, maybe this way or that way, or maybe I should talk to some more users. or And, and now it's just like, get it done, get it out. And move on to the next thing. So, but yeah. I don't want to burn out either. So, I have a really hard time between like, how do you get that in like everyday life without like it becoming.
0: I guess you don't. <laughs> guess that's, the, <laughs> that's the trick. Um, I feel like you, you can only do this every so often. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the like ideal frequency is or the ideal cadence is. But like, if you organize every single week like this, you're going to you're going to burn out.
1: Yes, definitely. So I need to get I need to get a good cadence, <laughs> deadlines, true deadlines. Um, what you know to give me that extra bit of like, and not just just to get things done or to give me, but it's just such a nice feeling. Like it's that flow feeling that you know most of us are chasing. That just feeling of things like moving forward and you're making decisions and like you. There might be problems along the way, but I don't know. It just feels, it's a good feeling. And I like that feeling. And I think that is partly why I keep procrastinating on stuff because I actually enjoy this feeling. But then again, as you said, if you do this too much, that's not a good thing. So hit me with your best advice, uh, dear listener, if you feel the same and have uh, found a way to work with slash around it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I guess like um, uh, the shape-ups concept of Basecamp's shape-up process, I feel like it's kind of based around that with the cycle time and I mean in a way maybe even like uh, sprints from agile software development I feel like it's kind of that but uh, it all depends on your cycle time or your sprint time, right? If you have like one week sprints that's, that's going to burn you out but maybe six week cycles is a lot a lot easier and a lot yeah more manageable because yeah,
1: the shape because the shape up thing is that like as 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 you're closing in on the six week six weeks you are you're kind of cutting features or scoping down right so that you ship something after those six weeks but you might take some of those decisions that I enjoy taking now because it's like crunch time. So you're like cutting that leaving out that doing you know and just like making those decisions so that you get to ship something at the end of the six weeks, maybe yeah. I should do my own little six week sprints. Six weeks sounds like a good, yeah,
0: or like four sense. weeks. Like I mean, anything yeah. basically, as long as yeah. you
1: anything longer than like sprint weeks, because that's I remember yeah. way yeah. back when when I was in projects <laughs> like that, and we were like in the early days, we didn't even know what to make, and it was like we're shipping every Wednesday, and we were like, but. what are we making like this is just feels (laughs) i remember when we were doing
0: in the startup i was working at when we were doing like scrummed almost to the book um we started out with one week sprints and at some point we realized that we were spending more times in like meetings like uh sprint planning sprint review retrospective and whatnot that we didn't have any time to actually ship something because we're constantly in a meeting planning stuff or like reviewing stuff and things like that so at some point i think we decided to do like two week sprints because then at least you have a couple of days to actually ship stuff or actually build stuff um and then these days we don't do any of that with useless. so eh.
1: <laughs> well you know maybe that was all invented by the consultancy industry because i mean the more you meet the more you can bill right the more hours you can bill
0: Mm, i i feel like (laughs) i still i still like the concepts uh but i think they all depend a little bit on what exactly your team looks like what exactly your day-to-day looks like because i feel like a lot of the process around this um doesn't really work for me and doesn't really work for us at the current size of the company because this works great if you have a somewhat isolated team with, where where like tasks don't change on a daily basis or even like a couple of times a day uh, just because something is on fire like if you're kind of in a stable environment i feel like the concepts work very well or, or kind of good but yeah if you can't have like some Certainty, at least in two week iterations or whatever, this isn't really the thing that's going to make you happy.
1: (laughs) No, but then again, my mom, when she was a CTO, like she often landed on more of a Kanban approach where it's not so much about kind of the sprint time, but it's more about limiting, I guess, limiting tasks that are in process and focusing on time through the whole process. And having like every developer stop their work and like help somebody if a task or an issue or whatever you wanna call it is stuck. So it's like stuck there, like then everybody has a little bit of a spike or whatever you wanna call it, where they work on this thing to move it along. So you don't end up having things that are just like sitting there half done. But still, it doesn't say like you have to release it within two weeks, or you have to leave, yeah. release it within, or you don't have to release it together with somebody else. You kind of you work it to the end, and then you release it, and then you try to improve the process so things move through the yeah moves through the process or the little lanes on the Kanban board faster. Yeah. And she found that to be amazing. Like at all the companies she implemented it, it like really made things accelerate and also made people cooperate in a totally different way. Yeah, Instead of being like, true. well, I'm working on my issue. Like my issue is moving along, like getting that yeah. ownership of all issues, getting through the um, through the whole process uh, was always good. And then, well, this was before remote work, I guess, or before. Um, she would also often do it analog in the beginning. So they would just do posters on the walls and just have a visual. That.
0: Like one of the like best things you can do if you're like located in the same location is like just having post-it notes on the walls just to visualize the work in progress and what's currently going on and what things are stuck where and uh, and stuff like that. So I, I really love that. And you, you're right. Like this is something you can't really replicate in a digital tool because you have to open the digital tool to see to see it and actually work with it. Whereas That whiteboard or that uh, even like the post-its on the wall, they're always there. You're always seeing them. And you (laughs) see when someone walks up and and, and moves something around or when it doesn't happen. So, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's something that's missing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is something that is missing. Uh, But why are you so annoyed?
0: Kind of relates to what we just talked about. Um, I had plans for the week, but none of them actually... I was was so far I wasn't able to work on any of my plans for the week because I've been jumping between calls uh, and uh, jumping between small issues here and there that came up, either uh, stuff customers complained about, actual little bugs that they found or that we found ourselves. So I feel like instead of doing the work I was looking forward to, I'm doing all those like like putting out those, all those little fires here and there. And no, none of them are like super critical, but like small annoyances where the UI was broken or um, earlier today we fixed a bug where it was possible to save messages with like invalid liquid tags in them. And then um, when we tried to send the message, it wouldn't send because of course the liquid doesn't compile and like small stuff like that. Um, and I'm a little bit annoyed. I just want to get, back to the work i was actually looking forward to do
1: <laughs> but i guess we have to realize that, that this is it's part of the work because i have this issue where i kind of categorize certain work as like not work where it like kind of doesn't count but it's like it needs to be done as well and you have to spend time on those things as well but it's like at the end of the day i'm like i haven't done anything today and then you're like you know, again, my example is always accounting done, like a ton of accounting <laughs> stuff. And it's like, if you don't do that, like, it's gonna come and really bite you. <laughs> <laughs> it just needs to be done. But at the end of a day where I've focused on that kind of work, I just don't feel like I've done any work. So I'm trying to like, reframe or like, rephrase when I'm talking to myself about like, what I've done and not done. It's like, well, I haven't done kind of any progress on my project, but I've done, you know, I've done tasks that are necessary to be done. And then of course there's days when I mean jump between Twitter, Slack, and your email and nothing gets done. Like when I was sick and I didn't realize I was sick of like just like jumping in a loop and it's like that's then you haven't done any work. Like that's not work. <laughs> yeah. Like there there
0: are situations where you're actually not making any progress on anything, but that's not usually on anything. You're doing accounting, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then it's better, like, if you're jumping, that's what I'm trying to tell myself. And I managed to do it some sometimes last week, before I realized I was sick, actually, the day before. I was like, okay, I'm still, I'm sitting here, I'm just jumping through this loop of Slack, Twitter, and email, and I was like, this, this is just not happening. I'll just, ha- I just have to quit, like, I have to go do something else, like, it's better if I watch three Christmas rom-coms <laughs> on, Netlify, totally on, Netlify, on Netflix, Netflix, on Netflix, on Netflix. Then, like pretending I'm working when I'm not working, right? Because it's yeah. it's not giving me. It's just giving me stress. So there was a lot of Christmas rom-coms last <laughs> week in my life.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, at least you realized that and took the step back and actually got into rest mode a little bit and not like pretending you're working while not actually working not resting i guess right so yeah that's
1: the worst that's the worst day to be in but anything else that's keeping you annoyed getting you annoyed
0: yeah uh, yeah like today yeah this is this is the the thing that's really annoying me because it could have been so nice i didn't have a lot of calls and all of that like and then yeah stuff happened and now i'm i'm already postponing the work i was looking forward to to tomorrow um and actually, let's talk about that a little bit. I'm still working on the refactoring for the um, the filter UI uh, and made some good progress last week. Um, I feel like it's one of those refactorings where you start out with one thing that you know is kind of broken, then um, come up with a couple of nice concepts to make a change easier, um, implement those, and then once that change is done, you realize actually that, that stuff you just built is actually too much and too complicated and you roll most of it back and end up with a well that one change but uh getting there was a lot harder or it took a lot more code that eventually got removed <laughs> so if you look if you look to start it from the starting point to the end it's probably going to be look like a small change but getting there was a long way <laughs> Um, So that's, that's what's currently happening there. I'm still looking forward to to finishing it because I feel like it's getting in a good shape and um, that just gets me excited because I feel like this has been missing for a while and uh, getting, getting it, getting it out there will be exciting. So um, hopefully nothing breaks tomorrow and I can actually get that work done. Um,
1: And nobody reschedules their podcast. Recording time. And uh, well, we re- we're recording.
0: We're recording right now, so that's good.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, out of the way.
0: Yeah. So uh, that that was the stuff I worked on last week. Um, and then the other thing that happened last week would kind, which kind of, well, annoys me is maybe a little bit too harsh, but um, because I was so deep into re- the refactoring last week, I. Made some bad judgment calls on a couple couple of um, small features that uh, Leo, our front end developer, was working on, um, and we had initially set out to uh, basically had like th- three or four different tasks to work on and uh, created different pull requests for those and worked on them separately and on different branches. Um, and we reviewed it together kind of on a, on a on a call and like talking about the problems and the solutions all of that and that looked good and then last week he asked me to do code reviews on all of them and i did open up the pull requests did a decent code review i'd say but what i didn't do is like actually test everything like uh, pull it or like check out the preview branch on netlify and stuff like that so in the end uh, we merged all of them almost at the same time like shortly after one another and then we realized that yes they applied cleanly to the code like merging was possible that was easy but they were still not compatible like they had like weird dependencies between each other that caused like weird issues <laughs> so last thursday we uh, had a uh, little bit of an emergency situation where we had to fix a couple of bugs that we hadn't that we hadn't anticipated so
1: Growing pains. Yeah,
0: it's, it's. I don't know, it's it's a little bit related to, for one, I wasn't in the right mindset because I was preoccupied with other stuff, so I was kind of half-assing the, the reviews. Um, I guess Leo was also just super excited to get all those projects merged and shipped because I feel like we should probably have to, like, do them one by one in a more deliberate fashion, like applying one, then rebasing the others, testing the others again, then if all is good, replying applying another and like being a little bit more careful with this. But we didn't and we rushed it a little bit. And um I guess some of the issues I'm working on today or like fixing today are still related to that. So it's I don't know. It's not nothing major broke. But it did we didn't ship stuff that was up to the standards we like to ship stuff in. So <laughs> Uh, That stings a little. Um, But at least we know why this happened and that we have to be more careful about this in the future. So hopefully we will be. But um, then again, on the other hand, if you get too worried about shipping stuff, then you stop shipping stuff, which also isn't a good thing. So...
1: Yeah, and uh. then it takes too long between shipping things, and then things break because you forgot how to ship things. So
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you, you you ship stuff that you built three months ago and totally forgot how it works, and <laughs> all of that. So,
1: to- and that's why the kanban thing, right? Getting one thing completely through the process, so you don't have to go back and yes. like relearn everything yes. you did, and then yes, and that happens. Like I have some open source projects where I'm like, oh, now I have time, and I work on them. And then I have to do, you know, paid work. Yeah. And then I come back to them and I'm almost like, what? Like, this is going to take almost as much time as it took to like code it to like realize what I was doing and like picking this thing up again and like actually getting it through yeah. the door. Yeah. Um. So I need to figure out some processes there to like, at least like write down my notes while I'm at it so that it's easier to kind of pick it up. and Yeah because I know that the nature of the open source projects will be like that. Like it will be something you do in between other things and it might be weeks before you get to pick it up again. So knowing that maybe more diligent and spend more time on that kind of documentation for future self, than if I knew I'd have like a full week to work on it. but yeah little note there but i have a fun thing that's quite annoying because <laughs> if you've listened all the way until now i'm gonna let you in on a little secret when it comes to prune your follows so the other day i think it was prune we had unfollow friday on friday and people were reporting some you know some problems they weren't allowed to unfollow and i didn't have logging in place because i was sick so i didn't get to do the logging that we discussed on the last podcast and then I was going to check something out because I was like, oh, if you unfollow, because we knew that if you unfollow more than 50 people in 15 minutes, then you would get rate limited by Twitter. And that would be even if you like unfollowed 20 of those on Twitter and then you unfollow another 30 in Pruner follows, like that's 50 for, for a user. So we knew that. But then this guy was like, no, I haven't done that. And then I go in and I check the rate limit because I've been working from the rate limit that is documented on the endpoint. So when I go to the reference for the endpoint, it says uh, 50 unfollows in 15 minutes per user. Then I was Googling something and I came into another page on Twitter's documentation, which was the rate limit documentation. And still it says 50 you know, unfollows in 15 minutes, but then there's a little star yeah. And then I scroll down until I find a little star. And it turns out that each app that is registered with Twitter is only allowed to do 500 successful unfollows in 24 hours.
0: Mm. Okay, that's, so, so
1: that's a problem. So if the product hunt goes really, really well <laughs> and everybody starts unfollowing... Then everybody's gonna be rate limited. So, cause I thought like we'll get around this with like if it's 50, you know, 50 unfollows in 15 minutes. I was always gonna make like a very nice kind of error message saying, like, you reach your limit, come back again on unfollow Friday, and maybe like sign up for a reminder for unfollow Friday so that you can come back and like do another cleanup. Um, but yeah, so now this like rate limit UI <laughs> needs to be a little bit nicer and also it's a little vague the messaging but then also i want to collect people it's a good way to collect people's emails though because at this point they don't have their emails so it will be like twitter is being stupid no I'm not writing it like that, but um, give us your email and we'll notify you in a couple of days when or like notify you and re- so you come back and you know do your next batch because I've done like a little bit of calculation and it looks like people like right now at an average, we have ninety eight users and then on an average, they've done 30 unfollows each. So I think we could do pretty like in the future when we get background jobs, we could maybe schedule unfollows and then just like tide out the spikes and, and kind of like unfollow f- for people over a couple of days because I don't think we're gonna have like a huge surges uh, of people that like unfollow uh but yeah interesting little tidbit everyone so if you mm-hmm. see the launch blow up because everybody's complaining that's what happened but we're just gonna do it anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah that sucks I mean and there's not there's no way around that right I mean, you nope. could, like, create 25 new new apps on, uh, like, 25 yes. new uh, client credentials and then spread it out that way. But I ha- I have a suspicion they won't like that either.
1: <laughs> I have a suspicion that is, the, is a really good way to get blocked by Twitter, like, permanently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'll have all my developer credentials. No, so we'll work around it. And it will be – and, you know, this is a free app. So, like, who really? Like, if it – like, if it blows up tomorrow, it's going to be a fun story. Um, you know, I can write about it, can do stuff about it. Like, we'll have fun. And then, it, like, worst case, it can become, like, one of these, you know, for developers, where it's like, oh, you can fork it and then, you know, make your own credentials and, like, have fun with it or whatever. But I do think, like... We could also do invite only where people get invited because most people will do a big unfollow, I think, the first couple of days. And then after that, it's just going to be like a couple here and there. Um, Or like with background jobs, we could maybe, you know, smooth out the spikes a little bit. Um, But that will be interesting to see if, you know, and depending on like, you know, where we want to take it in the new year Um, or where Seda wants to take it in the new year. I guess it's the more (laughs) (laughs) correct question. But loads of people are interested. Loads of people are, like, suggesting features. Um, So my hope for the new year is that I get to invite people onto the stream and, like, help me make their feature. Like, Mm, somebody has suggested a feature, then they can come on and will, like, work on their feature. Like, that could be fun. But you were going to say something.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, instead of unfollow, like, does that... That rate limit with 500 per 25 hours only apply to unfollows or, or something else as well?
1: Yeah. You can, it's it's 500 unfollows in 24 hours, 1,000 follows in 24 hours. So they want you to follow, not unfollow. Um, and then other than that, there are rate limits on all things. But like for importing, um, you're only allowed to do per user. You're only allowed to import their, like call them, following endpoint like who are you following um there's some rate limits on that but not too bad like i mean i don't need the app to be up to date like on the minute as long as it's like you know the people
0: yeah i was i was wondering if if the instead of unfollowing people if you could like put them on lists right instead of unfollowing just categorize them for people and put them, maybe put them into a soon to be unfollowed list or something like that. And then hey, they can go into their own Twitter account and and unfollow until that list is empty or something like that.
1: There are many ways. And I see, interestingly for me, it was like a, the need that I I was hitting that 5,000 limit and I wasn't allowed to follow anymore. Um, but with the naming Prune Your Follows, which I think a lot of people take as a like cleanup you know, cause pruning and you are pruning your garden, you're kind of like cleaning up and making room for new things to grow. <clears throat> and I've been seeing more and more people just wanting to do different things to a larger set of accounts. So like muting accounts, like a lot of people you follow that maybe are friends and you want to mute them, but you don't want to unfollow them. Cause you don't want like, they know that you unfollow mm-hmm. them, but you want to like mute them. Um, so you know muting people and see who you muted um and then as you say like adding and removing people from lists like that could be interesting um and also what was there somebody said yeah retweet you can turn off people's retweets i didn't know that but michelle hansen Mm. from so so the so social podcast she was like i want to see who i've turned off retweets and i want to be able to turn off retweets from that from the app I of course shouldn't have because I don't really have time, but I did go look at the documentation and I don't think that's possible, but muted is possible. Uh, you can see who, you, who you've who you muted. So there are like a lot of people just want to like organize and like g- do some gardening, I guess, with their their accounts more than, than like bulk unfollow, which also shows in that people have been unfollowing like 30 accounts on average. So not Makes like sense, yeah. a crazy amount. So yeah. Um so many, many, there's still opportunities for <laughs> printer follows. Um, but the uh this is the fun of relying on somebody else's service.
0: Fun, yeah. Depends on your definition of fun, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But it's still it's still been an interesting project to make.
0: Yeah, yeah. It very much sounds like it is. And uh, I mean, the the amount of interest from people is like, I feel like a good measure of like, you're actually onto something, maybe not a paid product, but an interesting product uh, or an interesting project to work on.
1: And especially since a lot of developers, you know, in, I guess we, we talk to a lot of developers and have a lot of developer friends on the internet and a lot of them are interested, but they don't really have the time to make it themselves. But I think they could be interested in, if not like doing any coding and contributing in that way, but contrib- contributing with kind of like, this is exactly how I want the UI to be. And, you know, cause you can get that stuff from other indie hackers and other developers where it's easier to implement the features they want because they can tell you <laughs> exactly what they want sometimes, not always, but sometimes instead of when you have more of a regular consumer product where people just like say the weirdest stuff and you have to like figure out what they actually or how that looks like in a technical solution yeah so so yeah it's a fun one it's a fun one i'm excited and last (laughs) but not least i have a fireplace or a wood stove and it's working and i love it and i've even cooked several meals on it that's nice very cool yes so happy
0: how does it like uh, how does it work with like regulate regulation temperature and stuff like that is it like while cooking is it a big problem or is it just yeah one temperature super it, hot and
1: um so for as an oven there's like a pizza compartment on top and then there's a regular baking oven underneath and it's kind of basically how hard you're firing wood sure (laughs) and i guess you just have to do you have to experiment but it looks to me like when we've just been like you know going about our day it stays around like the the um the main compartment stays around 180 to 200 degrees celsius which is basically what you need for most things so yesterday i was like working hard you know on printer follows and then i realized oh i haven't eaten this happens more than it should <laughs> and then i just wanted to like reheat something and often i end up just eating something cold because it's like oh and then i then had have to heat the oven and then blah blah, blah. i'm old that thing but then i was like oh i can just take this like fajita that i bought ready-made and <laughs> like put it in my wood stove which is already hot and it's and then like do some light cleaning or whatever or tidying while it's going and it's not taking me the same amount as if you have to wait for the oven and then and i must say i find it it's really fun to like heat up like ready-made meals in my wood stove because it feels <laughs> like the clash of two worlds <laughs> you know like 1800s you know coming together with um well, millennial me, I guess, uh, heating up my ready-made fajita in the wood stove. No, so that's uh, but we actually cook like a f- proper meal with like you know fish and veggies and everything from scratch the other day, and that worked really well as well. And then the stove top, we still have to learn, but there's like one above the wood chamber, which is like really hot, and then it's less hot on the other side where it's like above the the bake or the oven. Hmm. Um, so basically, shoveling stuff these...
0: around as needed. Yeah.
1: And then, and then obviously I started Googling, and then I realized there's like this off grid wood stove YouTube (laughs) rabbit hole you can go down, which I have, I'm not allowed to do until Printer Follows is launched. Um, But there seems to be like a lot of interesting things I could like research (laughs) and little gadgets that you can get. You can get like a magnetic temperature thing that you can like move around your wood stove to see the temperature in different parts. Mm. Um, or you could get like this like laser gun thing that like
0: mm. or like temperature <laughs> yeah. gun
1: thing that will like instantly read the different so there are ample opportunities to buy gadgets here
0: <laughs> that's nice. The pizza compartment sounds great. Um, I'm a little bit jealous about that, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I'm testing. I think maybe today I slid it because you slide this thing to make it extra hot. So I think I did that today to like see how hot can you actually get the little pizza compartment if you only like if you redirect all the heat to there. Um, And it, you know, the craziness of December. I am guessing the first thing we're gonna cook in there is like a ready-made pizza, (laughs) frozen (laughs) pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But at some point we will make some proper pizza with homemade dough and everything.
0: Sounds great. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this week, doesn't it?
1: That does wrap it up. And if you're ever in Oslo and, you know, the power goes out, <laughs> you know where to go.
0: You know where you can I w- go and eat all the ready-made food that's now thawing <laughs> because there's no power for the freezer.
1: <laughs> exactly. And if you have some, you know, dried beans or something in storage you can bring those over and i will trade you some cooking time on my wood <laughs> stove for some food <laughs> Sounds good.
0: well then have a yep. nice rest of your week and uh talk to you next week
1: and both comments and all of that on product house <laughs>